This is episode number 99 with DJ Irie. Welcome to the School of Greatness. My name is Lewis Howes, a former pro athlete turned lifestyle entrepreneur. And each week we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you discover how to unlock your inner greatness. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let the class begin. What is up, everyone? Thank you so much for joining me today on the School of Greatness. I am very excited about today's guest. His name is Mr. DJ Irie, and he is one of the most talented DJs in the world, but also one of the most passionate and uh, considerate and, and loving individuals in the world as well. I was so fortunate to have him in the studio here in Los Angeles, and I'm so pumped to share with you his story and allow him to share his story because it's very inspiring and uh, just a passionate, happy driven, focused guy all around that anyone in business or sports or music can really learn from. So I'm so excited for you guys to learn and connect with uh, DJ Irie. Make sure to follow this guy online. Check him out. He's the uh, resident DJ of the Miami Heat. So if you're in the Florida area, go to a Miami game. You're going to see him there. He's also, you know, plays at some of the biggest venues all around the world that we're going to talk about here in this interview. So I'm very excited to bring him on here in just a second. Without further ado, let's go ahead and dive into this interview with the one and only DJ Irie. The Enhanced American Express Business Gold Card is designed to take your business further. It's packed with benefits like four times membership rewards points that adapt to your top two eligible spending categories every month on up to $150,000 in purchases per year and up to $395 in annual statement credits on eligible purchases at select business merchants. The Amex Business Gold Card, now smarter and more flexible. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cash back on everyday debit card purchases. That's right, cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cash back. And there are no fees, period. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. So many of us love coffee, like the living for it type of love. Some like it hot, some like it iced with a splash of creamer, and some like it with a cold foam topping. Many of us stop into coffee shops on our way to work more often than we'd like to admit. But now, thanks to International Delight Cold Foam Creamer, you can make cold foam coffee at home, or in my team's case, in the office, and it's a game changer. I was just chatting with a teammate of mine about our love for the occasional sweet treat coffee. Sometimes, it's just the thing you need as a pick-me-up on a business day and we just stocked our office fridge with international delight cold foam creamer and it never misses the team's favorite flavor so far is the caramel macchiato you just shake the canister and spray it into your coffee and voila you've got an incredible cold foam coffee no frothing fancy machines or mess required international delight cold foam creamer foams and creams your coffee from top to bottom the best part it works on both hot and iced coffee it comes in three foaming delicious flavors 
flavors, French vanilla, sweet and creamy, and caramel macchiato. So you can switch things up depending on your mood. Look for your favorite flavor next time you're at your grocery store and be prepared to say goodbye to your barista. International Delight Cold Foam Creamer. It's foaming delicious. Here with DJ Irie. It's Irie. Is that how I say it? Who's that? What? Is that, is that how you say it? <laughs> you get it. You got it. Because I've heard different people say different things. No, like, listen, we'll keep it. We'll I heard Wyclef say like no, eerie or no, something. No, no, no. Wyclef goes, Irie. <laughs> I was like, what? And I only like to be called that sometimes, not every time, because right. it's a lot of effort. Yeah. So just. <laughs> Irie is fine. <laughs> nice, man. Nice. Very, very excited to hang out with you today. You're running around the world and you had like an hour window in between meetings in LA. We made, we made it happen. happen. And we made it happen. We've been connecting for a week back and forth every day. Our mutual friend, Ben Sterner. Big shout out to the Ben. Sterner. Who's a dear Mr. friend Leverage. of mine. Yeah. yeah. We actually roomed together on the ship at Summon at Sea. You guys were roomies? We were roomies. I'm jealous, man. Yeah, we were roomies. Oh, man. I had I didn't have a roomie. Really? Yeah, <laughs> man. No one wanted to hang out with the DJ, man. You had your own suite. Had my own little suite yeah. that was kind of sweet, actually. <laughs> I imagine. With the ocean view. Uh, we were in the middle bunks. <laughs> we were like in the middle. It was like... I mean, I got to see something. Why not the ocean? You know? Like, I settled for it. You know? I'm not picky. I'll settle for the ocean. It's yeah. Cool. So just to give some context for people listening... Uh, DJ Ree, the first time I experienced him was 2000, what was that, 2010? Was I think it, it was 2010. Gosh, Summit Series by, Conference. Man. Uh, we're in the that middle, we're in the middle of the, I guess, the Atlantic Ocean on the, the Atlantic, w- on the yep. way to the Bahamas. Yep. It's like the sun is setting. <laughs> the laser lights are about to go off. And then all of a sudden, they <laughs> see this guy with this big, yeah, this, <laughs> this big guy, this, this guy with this huge smile is just like jumping <laughs> up and down. And they're like, DJ Irene. <laughs> and we're all in the middle of this ship, like, like on top of it. On? <laughs> and it's the first time I heard about you. Right. And uh, but everyone was like, oh, he's such a big DJ. You know, it's like... <laughs> And you were just like spinning everything and playing all this awesome music, creating an extraordinary it was great ex- energy, man. experience for everyone there. Yeah, it was it was good, man. And uh, it's it's the good. best feeling actually was obviously we were there what three days was it three days, three days? but it felt like a, a month or something. Yeah, I don't know, it did. It's like it did because there was something there was something happening at all times. It was amazing, but it was the best experience. You know, for me, I mean, meeting all these amazing people. Yeah. And actually getting to spend time with them and converse, you know, and actually make a connection and, and, and build a rapport. But, you know, that show being one of the first shows, you know, everyone kind of knew who I was and the word kind of spread. And everybody was like, yo, Harry, that show was awesome, man. Right, right. Like, you know, what's going down again? You know? <laughs> I'm like, tomorrow, let's do it. <laughs> now, how'd you get connected in that scene originally? Um, you know what? I met at the time. The uh, Summit Series guys were actually living in Miami. That's right. Right? All so in one Elliot, big house. Yeah, that's how they do, right? Actually, oh this is gosh. really cool. So a uh, mutual friend, I think it was it was my man uh, Robert Nan from Creative Rec, uh-huh. right? And he connected us. He's like, you know what? My boys from Summit, you know, they're living in Miami. You're in Miami. You guys should definitely connect. You guys are all good right. people. And we connected. And like that first day, I happened to be in Miami that day. And um, Elliot was like, yo, come for dinner tonight. I'm like, I happen to be hungry tonight. That works, right? <laughs> yeah, every night around <laughs> seven o'clock. Dude, I get I'm hungry, hungry every night. You know what I mean? Sometimes twice. So um I went over, right? And it was like like 17 people there. It's you know, nuts. Yeah, everybody was nuts. super cool. But then so I'm you know, I'm I guess you know, we're gonna go, you know, sit down, see what's everything and then eat, right? They're like, let's bounce. 
I was like, so when you tell me let's bounce, it means we're leaving, right? So I'm like, I just got here. Where are we going? He's like, no, literally, let's bounce. They have this huge trampoline. That's right. In the backyard. I remember seeing pictures of this. And you take off your shoes That's and hilarious. you got to bounce, right? Oh, my God. So I was like, all right, I guess I'm going to bounce. <laughs> we're like jumping on the trampoline. Now I'm really hungry, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but it was great, man. It was really great. And wow. the just really hit it off. And, and they said you should they come like, play. Well, they came to like a couple of my shows uh, in, in Miami. Miami. Yeah, because I was playing like Mansion Live, whatever. The clubs. And um, they came to a couple of my shows, and they're like, yo, we got an idea. <laughs> let's get you to do a show on the ship. <laughs> I was like, it worked. Let's do it. Wow. And that's how you met Ben and a bunch of other people. Yeah, so many people. That, a lot of, uh, have a lot of things been, since that event supported your career? Have you got a lot of gigs from it? Absolutely. Or, you, know, yeah. you know what? Um, probably, I mean, a lot of cool things came out of it, but probably the one thing that's probably the coolest was, you know, I always wanted to play a, a big show for Google. Mm. This is one of the things I wanted to do, right? right? And I met a guy named Alex uh, Abelin, right, at Summit. He was like Google's community affairs person um, based in New York, and we kept in touch. Like, we hung out when we were in Miami. I went to go see him at headquarters when um, I, I visited New York. And the, the Google headquarters in New York. In New York, yeah. Not the main one in Not the main San one, yeah. The one, or, the one in New York, yeah. which still is no. It's big. It's big. Yeah, yeah, I've it's been, an, I've been it's there. a block. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it's a city block. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. It's not a joke. So I went and had in, lunch uh, over Chelsea, there. Just in Chelsea. It's just, yeah. North of mm-hmm, Meatpack. Right, right across from the Chelsea Market. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a big building. Huge building. Huge, huge. building. So um, went over there and, and uh, had lunch with them, hung out. And then um, I actually told him, I was like, you know what? I'd love to do a new event for Google one day. And. Probably like a couple of weeks later, he's like, hey, man, I actually met the girl that's planning the holiday party. Oh, my god! And I told her about you. And she's like, try to get him. And I'm like, I'm gotten. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? We did this huge. It was at, a, was it um, was it Capital or Barrafgat? One of those big, like party halls in new uh-huh. york i mean it was like five thousand people like wow really it, i mean it was it was, it was google <laughs> it was like wow. all google and like they're like significant others you know sure, sure. and uh eric schmidt was there too and wow. it was but you know what it was just an awesome party and i was like i got to do it a bunch of tech nerds can dance huh they were listen man <laughs> listen they down listen they can party just as hard as anybody yeah. else man <laughs> i was like respect you know what i mean that's they, hilarious they wore me out that's for wow. sure wow wow What's been the best gig you've ever done in your life? That's so tough, but uh, there's so many. I'm sure every weekend's probably the best, right? But what's every like every weekend is amazing. What's one that just stands out? That you're like, what? Like something okay, out of one, your like an out of a body experience that you've never felt before. Okay, the one that probably really stands out that I'll never forget, mm. just because I'm 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 a music connoisseur, sure. I'm a music fan, sure. you know. Um, that's what got me here. I'm just really, yeah. really passionate about music and passionate about the people behind music, you know, and the artists. Yeah. And so, uh, Jamie Foxx is a really good friend of mine, right? And we've done all kinds of amazing stuff and toured the world, all, all kinds of cool stuff. But he calls me up one day and he's like, yo, you got to get out to Malibu. We're going to do a birthday party for Robert. He lives in Malibu, right? So, so Jamie, Jamie, Jamie lives in Thousand Oaks. Yeah. 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 Okay. Right. So, uh, I have like a, a friend that used to live there. Kind of, so. yeah, yeah. So maybe I, you know, he used to live, he used to live like, like, uh, in, in, uh, not not in Malibu, but I think he's living like in the hills or whatever. But, yeah, yeah. But he's been living in um like Thousand Oaks, like right outside of Calabasas for for a couple of years now. And um, so he calls me, he's like, "Hey, we're doing a birthday party, Rob." So and you know me, like we always we're always cool, you know. So like, yeah, yeah. 
I'm like, I'm supposed to know who Robert is. <laughs> right? Like, who's Robert? So I'm like, Robert Redford. Like, Downing Jr. I was like, yeah, I was like, Downing Jr. But I'm in my mind, so I was playing it off, right? And he's like, yo, this is the date. You can make it, you can get it open, right? And I'm like, I don't know what the heck's going on. I'm like, I'm like, you know what? If you say we got to be there, yeah, date's open. We're going to make it happen, right? I'm like, yeah, oh my yeah. God, date, please be open. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so he's like, Susan's going to email you, right? Uh-huh. So I'm like, like a Susan, because I know Susan doesn't work for him. So right. anyway, I get an email like the next day from Susan Downey, right? And I'm like, <laughs> okay, it was Robert Downey Jr., uh-huh. right? So uh, and I'm a big fan. I think he's, he's amazing, sure. especially like, you know, what he's been through in his life and his career. And, yeah. You know, this is right after he did Iron Man as well, wow. right? So um, he's great. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. So fast forward, we put it all together. We do the party. He has this amazing estate in Malibu, mm-hmm. right? Um, we're doing the party. It is the who's who. Like, thank God nothing happened there because wow. if something happened, literally, that ha- shut down. like <laughs> 75% of Hollywood would wow. be a wrap. You know what I mean? Everybody was there. It was it was just truly, truly amazing. And you were so, the DJ. And I'm, I'm rocking out. Wow. I'm rocking out. Jamie performed that night as well. So I'm rocking out. I'm doing my thing. And I'm kind of looking out over the crowd and I see Sting. Oh, man. Walking out to the dance floor. Right, so him and his girl come out to the floor, oh. and I was literally just about to play this Roxanne remix. Oh no! Like this is just out of a movie, <laughs> right? So I'm 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 starting to mix How did it, it in. Sound? It, was, it was like all you hear little little right. So you can tell it's coming, oh, right? Man. So I'm like I'm looking at him. I'm like just locked in, right? He's not looking at me, right? I'm being really weird and creepy. So, <laughs> but I'm like, I know he's got to feel my eyes on him, right? So, well, everyone's eyes on him. Yeah, too, right? exactly. So, finally, he kind of looks up at me, and it's right before the first hook's about to drop, right? Uh-huh. And I look at him, I'm like, giving him that look like, Sting, you with me, right? You don't know me, but, but you with me, right? <laughs> and he kind of gives me like this nod. No way. It, we synced up. We were he synced finally up. looked at you. He looks at me, and he kind of gives me this nod. I throw the mic. But this time he's like, the no, you did floor. not throw the mic. It was a movie. You threw the mic? It was, it was a movie. <laughs> I throw the mic. He catches it. <laughs> no, he does not. One hand. One hand. Shut up. Right on the floor. No, and sings it right. Shut up. So the whole place erupts. Oh my god! Everyone thought it was rehearsed. Shut Everyone up! Everyone was like, "Wow, when did you guys get to practice that?" I was like, "Never!" <laughs> right? <laughs> Everyone thought it was rehearsed, and I'm like, "That just happened, right?" And it was 99% perfect till I screwed it up. What'd you do? Because he rocks it out, and so mm. towards the end of the song, so then he throws the mic back at me perfectly (laughs) right to your head right I was like put my hand out and it would land right (laughs) like hit you in the face you would think it was a hot potato (laughs) right out of some boiling water because I'm like fumbling (laughs) I'm like fumbling in it it's still on so everyone's like like, like, (laughs) right over the speakers and it drops big old everyone looks at me like Really? You, really? Uh, <laughs> you just couldn't just catch it and everything be perfect? I was like, yeah. Take, leave it to me to screw it all up. Oh, man. But um, that was like, that was an epic, 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 epic night, you know? And there's just so many amazing, um, oh. you know, opportunities. And, you know, the thing about it is I, I went on this journey for, for music, you know, my passion for music. And next thing you know, you're 
mm. seeing the world, mm. you know, and you're meeting the most amazing people. I imagine. And, you know, sometimes at night I go back and because I have like a little student at home and I walk past the studio and there's these two turntables and a mixer. And I'm like, it's all you guys. It's <laughs> you know it what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's where it starts and where it ends. Yeah. Where it ends. You know what I mean? And it's, and it's pretty, it's pretty amazing. It's and pretty I think well. I, I think I listened to an interview of yours where you talked about how you got into music, where you guys, your family would actually have a music room. My family had, we didn't have a TV room. You didn't have a TV. And so you'd mm-hmm. go and you'd listen to, I think you said like Bob Marley you'd listen to Bob and other Marley, people. Peter Tosh, you know, the Whalers, TV yeah. Wonder, like all the Motown stuff. Yeah. And so I was like this, this, this young kid with kind of an old soul, you know, because sure. especially like Saturdays and Sundays, my, my dad had these speakers that literally were from the, the, the ceiling to the floor. I mean, wow. it's massive. You know, he was just this whole like sound freak, right? Sure. And the house would just be just full of music all day, Sunday, all day, Saturday, wow. you know, like on the weekends, all day. And I would just, it would just be pumping, you know, in my head to the point where just, I just loved it, you know? Yeah. And I get home from school and I'll just kind of sneak in there and, Go through the records that I like, you know what I mean? And I'll just put it on and just be like, dang, that bass line is going off, you know? Sure, sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? Those lyrics are dope. And did you play a lot of instruments growing up or sing, or were you just more Honestly, appreciated? I had a love affair with with uh turntable, mm. the turntable and vinyl, you know, yeah. to the point where it was it was actually like an addiction. Like, you know, if a song came out, if I if I would just hear like a snippet of a song and I liked it, I had to find that vinyl. I had to own it. Wow. No matter no matter what it took, I had to have it. Mm. So before I even graduated high school, you know, I already had like probably over twelve thousand records. Oh my gosh. Right. I had stopped eating lunch. I wouldn't <laughs> yeah. afford it anymore. I mean, you're only buying been, records. I had to buy records. So I hung wow. out I, I always made sure I hung out with, you know, some really cool and kind of paid friends, whatever. <laughs> so I'd be like, hey, you can get another one of those? Yeah. Oh yeah, I got you. You, know what mean? Pizza, yeah. <laughs> you can eat your cornbread. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> And um, yeah, I would just literally, but you know what they knew? They knew like, man, this guy's buying records, man. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. they come better than drugs. Yeah, a lot better, a lot better. It was legal, so it was all good. You it know was what I mean? A type of drug, I guess. It was, type of, <laughs> <laughs> it was a drug for the soul. You know exactly. what I mean? But um, yeah, wow. and then just literally, you know, some other things happened in my life, and the whole you know DJ thing kind of came about. But it all started from me having to like collect wow. these records. I had to have them. Now you grew up in another country, right? Is that what I heard? So. I was born. Born island. Well, I was born in the in the Virgin Islands uh-huh. in Saint Croix, right? Um, literally, just kind of just popped out, was passing through, <laughs> for real. My parents, my entire family, is from Jamaica, yeah. right? At the time, my mom was a nurse, and it was a much better opportunity because there was a shortage um, sure. in Saint Croix. Sure. So uh, they picked up, you know, went over there, and then there was a better opportunity actually in California, and they were from from Saint Croix to California. California to Galveston, Texas, uh-huh. and then from Texas to Miami. All that happened uh, within two years. Whoa! Because I was living in Miami by the time I was two. Wow! And then um, stayed in Miami a couple of years up till about middle school, and then my parents were like, "Yeah, you're going to boarding school in Jamaica." No way. Yeah, I went to boarding school. Did you? Yeah. Where? In St. Louis, Missouri. Not as, ah, not same as exotic. Thing. Same, but- same. <laughs> St. Louis, Missouri, Mandible, Jamaica, same, same. <laughs> but yeah. I, went, I went in eighth grade. I moved to- uh, Yeah, about that, was, that was right about, right about the time yeah. that, I, that I went. Great experience you know, for me. Listen, I, the, my very first year, I thought my parents hated me. Mm. I thought they just wanted me gone and discarded. Sure. By the second year, it just really dawned on me how big of a sacrifice it was yeah, for them. It's probably really expensive. Right? I mean, it was expensive. It, you know, I'm in a, another country. They have to yeah. be paying for all my food, they're paying for all these different things. And the fact Travel. that they're 
kid is away from that. Yeah, they probably you know miss what I mean? You. Yeah, of course. But it, it totally hit me, and I was like, wait a minute, I really have to make the, the most of this because yeah. my parents are really making a big sacrifice for yeah. me, you know? And I, I learned so much, you know, and it became just this great place for me that I didn't even want to leave. Sure. So the only reason we're here speaking right now, to be honest with you, is because of uh, Hurricane Andrew. Wow. 92. Hurricane Andrew. Huh. I was in Miami visiting because my parents basically threatened me because I didn't even want to come. I was like, you guys come down here. <laughs> They're like, no, we have to work. Like, we want to see our kid. Like, come right. home for the summer. And right. I'm like, ah. Oh, so they were living fine. in Miami. They were living in Miami. In Jamaica. I was in Jamaica. So I'd come for holidays. So I'd come so like Christmas. How far is that flight? Oh, it was really it was like, it was like an hour and a half, oh, two so hours. Oh, so it's not that bad. Yeah, not okay, bad. Okay. Not bad at all. You know, and gotcha. I'd do it on my own. You sure, know? sure. And um, the hurricane hits and wipes out. Everything. Jamaica or? In Miami. Miami. Yeah. So I was here visiting. I was in, Mi- I was in Miami visiting. Uh-huh. And the hurricane comes. Literally. Wow. The, everything was gone. Wow. Everything I owned, everything my parents owned. Your house was gone. The house, the house was gone. We survived the hurricane by going in the cars and going in the garage and backing Whoa. the car up to the garage door. Wow. I mean, I didn't even think that we would, we would live through it. It was it was the scariest thing in my, in my entire life. Whoa. How long yeah. was it? How long were you in the cars for? Uh, Probably about. Two and a half, three hours, because towards the end, what happened was we were in the house, and bit by bit, the roof was tearing Shut away. Up. So I was, so I was, could see it. I was in my room, like laying down, and a close <laughs> and then I'm like, I'm oh, like, I can see I'm the like, sky. I'm like, who turned the sprinkler on in the room? Oh my gosh, because really? I'm getting wet. And I look up, I'm like, wait a minute, that's the moon. Wait a second, where's the roof? Wow. <laughs> and so the roof was tearing away, and I went to my brother's room. Roof's tearing away. I go to my parents' room. Roof's tearing oh away, gosh. and we jumped in the, in the in the cars in the garage. And that's where we 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 uh, wrote it out, and then it was just unspeakable destruction. Man, it was it was, wow. it was amazing. So, and I felt bad. I'm like, there's no way I'm going back to paradise because really, my situation in Jamaica was a really good one at that time. Compared to, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, they, they just lost everything. And I was like, there's no way I can do that in good conscience. So this was like a Christmas now. holiday break type. This is a summer summer break. Summer break. What year were you? This is '92. I mean, what's uh, year in school? Oh, so in Jamaica it's a little different because they don't have they don't have grades. They go by forms. Okay. So I think I was in. Um, Probably, uh, or how old were you? Probably then? 11th form, 11th forms, which is the equivalent of like, uh, like 10th grade. No, actually, it's the equivalent of like 12th grade, really. So you're like a senior, uh, yeah. You're like so I was, I was 17 that. So when I came 18. back, what well, I stayed and I did one more year, I did my senior year, and gotcha. Um, and in in Miami. In Miami. So you stayed one more year there. And you didn't, oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So I didn't even go back. Interesting. Okay. I didn't so, go back to Jamaica. I just stayed. So what did that, what impact did that have on your? Life afterwards. I mean, it was, oh my gosh, man. That, that, that was a life-changing experience, wow. you know? Um, I mean, I lost everything that was wow. near and dear, everything material-wise, you know, in terms of, you know, right. your your memories and memorabilia, you know? And it was just, you know, to start over, you know, and seeing your family go through this. You know, we all moved to an apartment, like a single-bedroom apartment, and it was four of us, you know? And it was just, it was, you know, at that time, wow. more than anything else, it just really made me appreciate you know, the simple things and appreciate your family, sure. you know, because when you go through this as a family and as a unit and you and you get through it mm-hmm. together, it really, I mean, you're already strong as, as, as a unit because, you know, I'm blessed with this great family, sure. uh, but it made us, you know, that much stronger, you know, and, and, and really everything else came second. It was like, mm. keep your family strong, keep it together and wow. everything else comes second, you know. And you guys still pretty strong today? Oh, uh, absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. They're still in Miami? Absolutely. Uh, they're actually in Jamaica. We, we, no way. We switched. <laughs> no, you're in Miami. I'm in Miami. <laughs> wow. And they don't want to come visit now. They're like, come down here. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah. We kind of switched. But no, I get on there and visit them all the time. They come up and visit me. And, sure, and sure. It's, uh, okay. It's cool. 
You know what feels good? Winning. And not just in sports. Like when your coffee's still warm once you reach your job site. Or when you finish a project days before the deadline and coming in under budget. That's claiming victory. You can even claim victory on your taxes by losing your current tax preparer and switching to H&R Block. And once you do, you'll start to feel like a tax champion. Because at Block, you'll have many ways to get your taxes done. You can walk in, make an appointment, or drop off your documents at a time that's convenient for you. You'll get 100% accuracy on your max refund or your money back. Plus, with their upfront transparent pricing, you'll know the price of your tax prep before you even get started. So make room on that trophy shelf and prepare to tax like a champion this tax season at H&R Block. Make an appointment at hrblock.com. Disclaimer, all tax situations are different. Not everyone gets a refund. Limitations apply. Description of benefits and details at hrblock.com slash guarantees. My career not only requires me to travel, but also gives me the freedom to. Traveling has brought me so many positive experiences and memories. Like that time I spent the holidays at an Airbnb in Big Bear with some of my extended family, and it was the perfect way to come together and connect with my family that I don't see that often. And if you have a similar setup that allows you to travel often, have you ever thought about your empty home while you're gone? More specifically, how you can make some extra money by keeping your home occupied while you're out of town. I'm a big advocate for setting up a side hustle to give you an extra stream of income and Airbnb hosting is an easy place to start. Many people host on Airbnb, including some friends of mine, but there are some people out there who've never even realized their space could be an Airbnb. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle and is a great way to earn some extra money. So if you have a home, but you're not always at home, you've got yourself an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Isn't it obnoxious when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in the fine print or bills that seem to go up for no dang reason? Like when budget airlines promise a cheap fare, but then charge you for every little thing until you realize you're paying even more than you would have elsewhere? At Metro by T-Mobile, there's nada yada yada. That means no contracts, no price hikes, no surprises. They don't even want me to speed through the legal, so here it is. When they say no price hikes when you join, they mean your price will never increase for talk, text, and smartphone data plans. Their only exclusions are for limited time promos, per-use charges, and third-party services. I guess that really is nada yada yada. At Metro by T-Mobile. Nada yada yada. So after that experience... I guess, how did you get your first gig? You know, you're a senior, you're about to go either, did you go to college or did you? Yeah. Um, so actually, I got my first gig as a senior uh, in school. Are, right? you, are you playing like on your, in your home, in your basement? Or yeah, I, was, I, I, had, like, I had my little setup in my, in my bedroom. Yeah. Right? And let me tell you something, man. There was nobody better than me in my bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> I was rocking that thing nightly, right? <laughs> I mean, because you know what? It was just my little fantasy yeah. festival and fantasy yeah. club. So I made it to anything I wanted it to be because I actually had the way I had it set up, I had these, the, the turntables, the mixer. It was on my dresser. So I had the mirror. So mm. I look into the mirror, but I wouldn't see yeah. myself. Oh. I would see people either going boo when I did a bad mix, you oh, know, wow. or I'd do something really dope. And everyone's like, oh, man, that was awesome. I'm like, thanks, bro. <laughs> you know? So you actually visualize the like, crowd. Yeah, man. It was like my own, you know, like fantasy studio, wow. you know? And, um, it was just, it was, it was wild because, you know, I just visualized myself doing all these mm. like, you know, things and I was just in my bedroom, you know, wow. but what really, uh, I don't know if you 
nope, knew about this part. Um, I've, I've spoken about it in, in, in a couple of interviews before, but the way I got my very, very, very first gig outside of my bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> Besides your family um, coming, these, uh, not even that. a ticket to come in the room. No, they would come in the room and be like, yo, turn that crap <laughs> off. You know what I mean? <laughs> sure. I'm like, don't you see this crowd over here? What are you talking about? <laughs> so, um, this is actually a, a pretty wild story. So there was, there was a girl uh, that went to Every my high school. Every story it's, starts with a girl. Yeah, and ends. With that's, <laughs> that's how I got out here. Are you serious? I moved here from New York City for Get a girl, and here. it ended with that girl. Yeah, Starts and ends. But it all worked out a long run. It all worked right? out. Yeah, kinda, I guess it kind of worked out for me too, man. Pow, put it right there, man. So um, this was a girl. I had a huge crush on her, right? Yeah. And my next door neighbor, who was a, you know, my, my homie at the time, he knew. And he was friends with her. I didn't even know her. Right. Uh But he was friends with her. He set me up one day. Right. So they're hanging out at his place. Uh Right. Um, I get home from school. I was usually the first one home from school. And you know me, first one home. Yeah. You you know, you get home from school. Like you, it, it all hangs out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I had my little He-Man underoos on. You know what I mean? (laughs) That, some socks. That's it. You know, and a, and a bowl of Fruit Loops. You know what I mean? I'm chilling, you know, getting ready to watch my cartoons and stuff. And, um, ding dong, you know, like I was at my door. (laughs) I looked at the peephole. It's my neighbor, and he's he's with the her, girl, right? But like, you liked, yeah. And I'm in my scrambling. little, I'm in my little underoos and socks. I'm like, I'm like, like Spider Man uh, underwear. Yeah, I'm like, uh, nobody's home. <laughs> I'm like, darn, now they don't home. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm like, hold on, and I go and put some clothes on, and I open the door. I'm like, uh, hi, <laughs> what's going on? And he's like, yo, we're just over at my crib, just kind of chilling. We came over to come hang out with you a little bit, right? I'm like, okay. Cool. So they're like, you know, can we come in? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they come inside and um, we're talking for like two minutes. Mm. And my neighbor, he's like, oh my gosh, I gotta go. I no, forgot, he did I, not do that. I forgot I gotta do something for my mom. Dipped out. Leaves me alone oh. with her, right? Well, it's either good or bad, right? Now, it's either good or bad. Now I just That's forget. a great wingman when if I, you're well, ready for it. But I had no idea. If you'd have prepared me, <laughs> yeah. oh man, I had the candles lit, you know what I mean? <laughs> An extra bowl of Fruit Loops, you know, I had it all set up, right? The incense. So, <laughs> so he leaves. I forget the English language. Right, and she's like totally confident. She's like, so you know, show me around the house, right? right? right. I'm like, oh yeah, there's some stuff over there, there's some stuff over there, <laughs> some stuff back there, there's some stuff over there. <laughs> You're good. So I wanted to do anything but show her my room because I had records everywhere. Wow. Like, I, had, I mean, records were literally. Everywhere in the bed, in the pillowcases, that was part of the condition yeah. to me being able to buy the records that they did, they weren't all over the house. Wow. As long as you're in your room, you can do whatever you want, right? So she insists to see my room. Fine, I'm like, oh my gosh, she's thinking I'm the biggest freaking geek because I'm a record collector, wow. right? She goes and she sees all the records. Her face lights up. She goes, oh, I didn't know you were a DJ. I love DJs. No way. My face, right <laughs> you're up. like, yeah. I'm like, girl, duh. Think all the records are for right? right now. She's like, I'm, I'm like, just because you're not cool enough to come to my parties, don't mean I don't do my thing, right? <laughs> She's like, oh my gosh, how long have you been DJing? I'm like, a long time, <laughs> you know. So anyway, don't. and you're in I, high school right now, right? This you're in high like, school. Yeah, this yeah. is like my senior year, right? Yeah. And uh, this is towards the holidays now too, right? So this is like early December. Sure. And um, so she's just like, you know what? So now, like, everything flips. I have all the confidence now. Like, yeah, right? what's up, girl? Put your I'm arm like, around her. I'm like, if you're lucky, I'll invite you to a party <laughs> one of these days, right? So 
before she leaves, right? So we have this, now everything was great. Like we're chilling, like, you know, the ice is broken. Everything's all good. And so she's about to leave. And she goes, wait a minute. What are you doing for New Year's? Ooh, and wow. I'm like, what are you doing for New Year's? I'm going to hang with you. She's like, oh, so you're not booked like a party or anything? I'm like, no, nah, I don't usually do that that early. You know what I mean? <laughs> now that's like she the biggest goes, night of the year. Yeah, the I'm like, like oh, I don't do that early. That's what happens. She goes, great. I'm going to have my dad book you for our New Year's party. Shut up. Dead ass. Wow. Dead ass. Her name was Sarah. She by hadn't way, heard right? you play yet. Or no, out. she just saw like I had a room full of records. We spoke about music and like, yeah, you know. Yeah, she felt and, it. And um, yeah, you know, I, I, I had the right tunes. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? yeah. So um, I'm like, okay, I already put my foot in my mouth, right? So wow. I couldn't backtrack now. So she leaves and I probably stood stoic at that door for like a good 20 minutes. <laughs> like, what did I just commit to? What do I do now? You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Should I relocate? Like, should I have facial surgery? Like, what am I going to do? <laughs> then I was like, you know what? Maybe I'll just do it. <laughs> right? Wow, right, right. Because you wanted to, right? Eventually, you, you I mean, thought about I had, doing like, it. I mean, I had just in my mind. Right, right. But <laughs> you, in actuality. Did you ever think about you wanted to be a DJ? Or you no. You were just doing it for fun? I was doing it for fun because I could, in my mind, I was like, I can't be a DJ. Like, really? DJs are DJs, not me. Right, right, <laughs> like, right. I just have some records. You know what I mean? Like, I can't be a DJ. So, yeah, next thing you know, I just, I got up the courage. I was like, all right, dad, the dad called. Wow. And he's how like, How much oh. you booking for? He's like, how much you charge on that? I was like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I have a guy that talks all that stuff. <laughs> I'll ask him. And he's like, uh, okay. Uh, all right. You, all right. You could tell he's like, man, this is weird, right? Yeah, right. So anyway, he's like, you know what? He was one of those like, whatever my daughter wants, we'll make wow. it happen, right? So um, I ended up charging like five hundred dollars or something like Which that. Which at the time you were and I was, rich, and I was, and I was, and I was like, I was like, I was like five, five hundred, maybe. You know? <laughs> Like I'm asking for a favor, and he's like, "Are you saying five hundred dollars?" I'm like, "I'm like, yeah, five, 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 yeah, five. And he's like, "All right, no problem, you know." That's a steal for me. Yeah, I guess I was like, I was like, "Wow, I have like five hundred dollars now." So anyway, I didn't have the full set. Uh-huh. So, but I had, I had friends that were DJs. Mm. So I bought a speaker here. It was New Year's. So everybody's working, right? Wow, of course. So I ended up with like this Frankenstein of DJ sets <laughs> because everything there's no two brands the so same, say, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when you plugged everything in, sound came out. So I was like, all right, we're good. There's right? a Sony speaker, a Samsung. Yeah, they, oh, you know, man. Onkyo, Sanyo. <laughs> like, oh, it's crazy stuff. And we, um, my dad had a pickup truck. So he nice. took me over there, right? And I remember we put him in front of the house and the dad came out. And the dad was like, what's that? Because <laughs> everything looked, it looked so terrible, right? And he goes, that's going in the house? I was like, if you want to party. <laughs> it's like, all right, I guess. Wow. So now... I'm doing this party. Uh-huh. So, but the thing is, I didn't know how to DJ. Ah. Meaning, you know, DJs, they they scratch and they beat mix, right? <clears throat> and they and interact. They do, and, they, and they do all that stuff. Uh, no, that's that's not what Uh-oh. I did. I just played records in my room. So, but at least I had good records, right? So sure. I had good taste in music. So I would, I'd play a song. Can you imagine Casey Kasem doing a nightclub? That's what it was, okay? Because I'd play a song, all of the songs. Oh, man. So I would fit out, and I'd be like, all right. <laughs> that was a goodie. You think it's over? No, it's not, because here's another one. You're like a radio jockey. And I would just play the other song. And I remember one of the guests came up to me, and they were like, 
don't you do that stuff like that DJs do where they kind of like mix it all in and mm. you kind of keep the flow going? And I was like, no, no, don't do that. <laughs> Not my style. <laughs> nah, I'm just going to play keep it old school, yeah. And pray that I get out of here in one piece. That's about <laughs> it, you know? But you know what? I don't know how or what. I mean, maybe it was because of, uh, you know, Jose Cuervo and Johnny Walker and the rest of the homies. But uh, <laughs> people had a good time, man. Wow. To the tune of a week later, her dad comes back. Now, here's what I didn't realize. Her dad was the general manager of Planet Hollywood. Oh. Right? And they had one in Coconut Grove at the time. Wow. And it was kind of like a party scene because on the weekends, it would get, get kind of crazy. Sure. And just without a DJ, just it just had that vibe. Yeah. And... He calls me, he goes, I'm not sure if he knows, but you know, I manage the, the, the Planet Hollywood and I have an idea. I want to start bringing you as a featured DJ what? on the weekends. And I was like, I mean, do what I did at your house? <laughs> the janky system. And I the- was like, I can probably do that again. <laughs> I said, like, you can give me more money too? I was like, all right, let's do it. <laughs> and that was actually my first like wow. gig gig, you know? So you had Planet Hollywood for like um, every week, every weekend? Every weekend. And, um, Did you start parent, to learn how to like mix it in, and like you start to see what other DJs were doing? Yeah, I mean that's when I was like, wait a minute, if they're gonna like keep. I gotta me, learn how to do this. For I real. need to like really get it together. So I kind of you know started really working a lot more and and getting my mixing down and all that kind of stuff. Sure. And uh, but my mom gave me hell because I was getting home at like two two thirty in the morning. Oh. You know, and you're and, like eighteen nineteen. Yeah, man, I'm still you know 20 maybe. exactly. I'm still I'm wow. still in school and stuff. And she was like, nah, this isn't gonna work. You know, wow. and she's like, mom, I can same, pay for rent. Yeah, right. <laughs> Like I could buy my own Jordans now, right? <laughs> and um, so she pressured me so much that I was I quit. You know, I stopped doing it. But at the same point in time, I had an offer from the local skating rink uh-huh. in my in my head to, to oh, as a nice. DJ offer. So but they closed at like that up. midnight. You and know? They, yeah, they're like, midnight. So I was a little bit earlier. So um, wow. yeah, and then you know graduated and went off to to college, went to FIU, and that's a story Florida, in and of itself. Florida International, yeah, yeah. Florida International University, and that was a story in of itself because. Not only because uh, my brother didn't go to college, right? Um, he started working right after high school. And so for my parents, I was the first one uh-huh. that was going to go to college. And I got a full scholarship. Wow. That's right? great. And uh, uh, my parents were like, all right, well, you're going to be a doctor or a lawyer. So you're a pick. <laughs> but you can be anyone you want. Plus, <laughs> a doctor or a lawyer. You know, that's how Caribbean parents are, wow. man. Wow. And, uh, and they were serious. And I was like, I guess. I'll do more good as a doctor, I think. So you couldn't say I really like this DJ thing, like Oh, are you kidding me? That wasn't even oh no, no. <laughs> Lewis, I said I had Caribbean parents, man. <laughs> what are you kidding? So I get this scholarship and I mean my name's in the paper, uh-huh. the whole thing. No way. I mean, my mom is walking around with this thing like taped on her forehead, like, like yeah. that's my son. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was like their proudest moment. Wow. And my very first year, here's what happens, right? So remember, I'm doing the DJ thing. So I'm doing the on skating the side. rink on the side. But now the people at the skating rink are also going to the clubs. And they're like, yo, there's this, this guy that's like kind of killing it at the skating rink. You guys should have him at this club. Uh. And I started getting some opportunities at the, at the clubs. In Miami, right? which in Miami. is this, a big but scene. In, in, in Coconut Grove, though. Not, not in South Beach okay. yet, right? Okay. So like the more the college crowd, right? And I'm sure. doing like the fraternity parties and sorority right. parties. And I'm kind of making a little name for myself to the point where in the middle of my first semester, 
I was doing like six nights a week. Shut up. Yeah, man. And getting paid. And getting paid. Six nights a week? Six nights a week, right? I bought a new car. Wow. Of course, I had rims on that thing. Of course, spinners back then. Yeah, you know, I had a lot. The big sound system. But the problem was I also had classes at like 8.25 in the morning. And you're going to bed at like 4. And I'm going to bed at like 4 if I'm even going to bed. Oh, man. If I get to class, I'm sitting in the back. I'm dozing off. yeah. And my grades took a huge hit. Right to the point where the first semester I lost my scholarship. Ooh, because you got like a you know a C it was, minus oh, yeah. average or yeah, something. Whatever, exactly. D or whatever, I yeah, exactly. I fell below the average I had to maintain. Ooh. Lost the scholarship. That it was academic scholarship. That academic scholarship. Oh man, right? That's, yeah, it would have been the most devastating news my parents could ever, of course, get. Okay, so after it happens, it just a, a, a bolt of reality just hit me, and I was like, I need to, I need to figure this out. Right. And I got to figure this out without involving my parents. Right. Yeah. And um, so they didn't know you lost the scholarship. Well, yeah. The reason I didn't know is that I literally, I knew the process and they sent a letter. And you were like, you get in that mailbox. Every single day. Oh my gosh. I was there before the mailman pulled up. Oh my gosh. I collected the mail and it took about four or five days as I timed it out and I intercepted the letter. No way. And I didn't, that didn't even go into the house. I tore it up right You didn't even read 80, it? 80, well, I opened it up make sure it was make it. Make sure like, you lost it. It was it. <laughs> tore it up. And wow. we had a little uh, gutter right there. And it went right down the gutter. Oh, man. And that was it. That was it. So then uh, the next semester is coming around. Uh-huh. And I had to still go to school. And it's like right? 10 grand and two bills and coming exactly, in. Exactly. Books. Right? There's books. Tuition. There's fees. And, but guess what? I'm you're making, working. You're making money now. I'm making money. But I can't buy the new kicks anymore, and I can't do yeah. the stuff to the car. I literally took every penny that I had and paid. That I still remember writing that first check for the tuition. That's expensive too. Oh my gosh! You're like that could have been I, a new car. Exactly. I, no, I was. I was like, man, all those hours, those late nights. Oh. I, I wrote that check and I gave it to him, oh. and that was a life changing moment. Wow! Because I still worked. Actually, I worked more. Uh-huh. I worked more, right? I was doing all those late nights. But guess what? I was early to class. Mm. I sat in the front because I said, you know what? I can't let all this money go to waste. No. You know what I mean? Of course. I was asking every question that needed to be asked, wow. <laughs> right? I was staying after class and saying, okay, we got to do this again, professor. Because wow. <laughs> I got to get this. And my grades went right back up. And unfortunately, once you lose- You can't that, get it back. You couldn't get oh. it back, Right. Um, and because I was already, you know, so deep into it, I couldn't, you know, apply for, for the only I could think I got was like financial aid or whatever. Sure. And I was like, no, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna do it. And I worked and I paid. Three and a half years. I did it all. You paid for it My all. My parents never knew. Shut up. They, they never know knew. now, obviously, right? I told them a couple of years ago. Shut up. And they were like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, are you serious? Wow. And they, they didn't believe it, man. I was like, yo, that's exactly what happened. They wow. were like, wow. You like, never told them. Never I don't know how you keep that a secret. I know. Shoot. <laughs> Very carefully. Wow. Man, listen, when you had the kind of whipping coming that I was oh, going to get, trust me, you figure it out. They would have kicked you out of the house. Who oh, knows? Oh, my God. They would disown me, man. Quick. Oh, my goodness. Quick. quick. But what a great lesson and experience but for you to, oh, like, man, to be was... disciplined moving forward oh, yeah. in the rest of your life with your business, your career. And that was it. And that was it. You wow. Know? So that, that was one of the first major, major lessons that I actually wow. put myself into. Wow. And I remember, remember before you, you mentioned how that, how Miami, that, that scene is such a big scene, yeah. so important. My dream at that time was to play a club on South Beach. Right. Because it's like the biggest 
clubs I mean, in the country or in really, South we, Beach. We, we look at this scene, right? This whole music yeah. scene in, 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 in the Mecca. I mean, you're talking about like Vegas. You're yeah. talking about like Ibiza. And you have to talk about Miami. South Beach. You got to yeah. talk about Miami, right? Because what's I the mean, big event where, there every year? Every, uh, Winter Music Conference. Yeah, Winter Music Conference. You know yeah, what I mean? So it, it, it really is. We talk about a staple, a, like, a staple in a nightlife <clears throat> Mecca, whatever. Miami is is up there. Wow. Right? And um, so I was always in the outskirts. You know, I was I was downtown. I was in right. the Grove. You, you hadn't you know made I mean? it yet. Yeah, because any club that was a club, they're booking TS the top talent. Like all these other people yeah, are coming I mean, back, or whatever. I mean, back then, it, it, was, yeah. it was, it was, it was, you know, no matter who it was, it was just the best. Right. You know? And I was like, gosh, I want to play in the uh, club on the beach one day, right? Wow. And I remember there was this promoter that actually used to work at the skating rink. That now is like the Shut kind of hot promoter. Up. Shut up. On the beach, right? <laughs> and and he was like all like arrogant and all that because, you know, one of his underlings uh, was a good friend of mine. He kept barking his ear, like, come on, man, you gotta give Harry a shot. He's ready for it. He's ready for it, you know? And this is after day, a few years of you practicing and honing in your craft. Now, and- now, now, like, the, the boy was okay. Yeah, you know, like, I got some moves. I mean, I could keep a regular holder room together. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. It was. I'd put in a lot of work by this time. Sure, you know? sure. And I felt confident that I was ready. Yeah, right. You'd mastered the craft and, um, to that point. Yeah, yeah. I felt like I knew, you know, what to do to keep the, the party yeah, going yeah. And, and and make people respond. And out of the blue, I'm actually at the skating rink. It's a Saturday night, right? And I remember that my homeboy's name was Daryl. Still playing at the remember, skating rink. I'm, I'm, I'm this literally my, I just started my session. I did like mm-hmm. two sessions on Saturday, right? And now there's a crowd coming to for you at the skating rink. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's it's like, my, it was my thing. It was, it's it, like it, was called, it was called like Irie Fridays. It was like wow. my thing, right? And I remember Daryl running on the skating <laughs> rink because you couldn't, you, you, you know how to walk in the rink, right? You have to yeah, have your skates yeah. on. And he's running, right? And the skate guard's like, hey, you whatever and he's just running he's going against the traffic and he's getting over to me and i'm like what what's going on it's my and he busts your door he's like you gotta dj the club tonight shut up i go what <laughs> right <laughs> he goes i just spoke to angel the dj that they had isn't coming shut up they need a replacement he's giving you he's giving you the oh my because gosh. you have to do it and i'm there working right and it was probably like like in two hours i need to be there Right. When's your set? Is it going to be your set's over at like well, I was, a midnight well, and then you got to show up? or do you Well, to- I was supposed to be playing. So I did my first session. I would have had to miss my second session. Yeah. Right. Thank God the manager, his name was Richard, cool dude. I just grabbed my tool. I said, hey, man, I have a shot to DJ in South Beach. I got to go. Like, he's like, oh, uh, Who's gonna do Irie Fridays? <laughs> like, do you have another Irie? <laughs> I'm like, no, but can we work this out? He's like, get out of here, man. Wow. He's like, he's we'll like, put some music on or whatever. He's like, we'll figure this out. Just get out of here and get their own time. Because he made him a bunch of money. You've been, you know, he was just, like a you know what? He was a cool dude. And he yeah, just yeah. saw something in me. He's like, man, this is a good opportunity. Wow. For you. You know, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't hold me back. He could have, you know? Yeah, of course. Um, if he would have said, hey, man, you can't go, I would have stayed and did what I wow. had to do, you know? But I went down there. How nervous and were you I was on the so way nervous. over? So, so nervous, man. <laughs> and I didn't even have all of my records, right? Because I had the stuff I was using at the skating rink, not ah. stuff I'd do at the club, right? Different, different stuff. But I just, I just. Not old school funky, out. like yeah, we can dance like, it off of the you skates, know, look you know? Look weekend, because here I come, you know what I mean? <laughs> and, um, like, you know what uh, I mean? We can plan a rock. Electric slide, you yeah, know? <laughs> I mean, all that little skating rink stuff. But you know what, though? I just kind of like worked it out. Wow. Made it happen. I had a friend there that brought some of his records, and I just. It was an awesome party. Wow. It went off, man. It went off. And then at the end of the night, the promoter says, you know what? I'm starting a new party at a new club. And I'm going to have two rooms. I'm going to have a retro kind of 80s room, whatever. And I'm going to have like a, a hip hop R&B room, right? 
he goes, I'm going to give you the hip hop and R&B room. Wow. Right. After that night, first night. Yeah. And, but this was a smaller room, right? And he goes, but here's the deal. The room had no equipment. So no lights, Shut no up. sound. It was just four walls. So you got to bring your own stuff. I had to bring my own stuff. And he's like, Design I, it. I pay you $200. Oh, a night? To perform from 10 p.m. to 5 a.m. Wow. I was like, absolutely. <laughs> and how much were you making by the way, at the skating rink? Oh, my gosh. First of all, between the skating and, and parties I was doing like in Coconut Grove and all that kind of stuff, oh, man, I was doing my best party. I was doing close to $1,000 a night right. without bringing Again, any as equipment. as a 22, 23-year-old. Right? As a kid, are you kidding me? making money, baby. That's oh, a good math right there. Yeah. I mean, it was, matter of fact, no, I wasn't. I was like, I was like, like 1920. Wow. You yeah. know what I mean? That's... I wasn't even legal yet, right? <laughs> So thousand bucks a night. That's yeah, man. It was, it was it was amazing. It was absolutely amazing, you know. So I was like, yeah, because he was like the hottest promoter, and it was a club on the beach. But now here's the problem: I had like turntables, but I didn't have speakers. I didn't have amps. That's like fifty grand, twenty grand, or I something. Mean, to go to rent, invested, to go, yeah. Right? I mean, first of all, whatever. I didn't have the money to buy it, right? So I didn't have nothing to buy. Time. It. So, but I had a friend. That was a DJ. Had all uh, the equipment. But remember, it was a Saturday night. He's booked. He's booked. He's usually booked. But he's like, you know what? I can just, I'll, I'll hook you up. Wow. He goes, give me a hundred bucks. <laughs> Half of what you're making. Oh my God. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> I go, all right. All right. But it's your fine. shot. I got to do it. Boom. hundred bucks, right? Wow. He's like, you got to have lights too. You can't just have a dark oh. room. I didn't have any lights at all. <laughs> Found somebody with lights. He's like, man. Give me a hundred bucks. <laughs> give me a hundred bucks. <clears throat> wow. Okay. So now I'm working my ass off for nothing. Yeah. Right. Still one more problem. How am I going to get it all there? Mm, you need a truck. You I didn't have a truck. I had a, had, a, had, a, had a car, right? I had a little cute Acura Integra, right? <laughs> and um, but I had speakers but I had a friend. Had yeah, speakers. Had, I had, had the ribs, you know what I'm saying? Sounded good. <laughs> so I had a buddy that had like a little, uh, he did pool cleaning. Uh-huh. Um, so he had a pickup a van truck. or something. He yeah, had a little, yeah he, had, he, had a, he had a pickup that everything fit in. And But he had to, his schedule, he would work early because Sunday mornings was like his peak time to do his thing right yeah. so he's like man i'm gonna have to start like you know a couple hours later now and i'm gonna lose some money he's like man i'll still hook you up just give me 50 bucks <laughs> sure i paid 50 dollars to work <laughs> all night for a good probably seven months <clears throat> seven months i thought you were gonna say like a month and then he was like okay now we'll pay you some money seven months seven months but you know what happened Wow. What happened? What a was schmuck for not paying you. Seven months I did it for every single weekend. Every it? Saturday night. Every Saturday night. It was night. like the hottest night, right? Didn't, it was the hottest night. But remember, it was the club had two rooms. It was a big room, big main room, mm-hmm. right? Where, you know, that's the, the big money and the, you know, and, then you and it had this little small side, the small room. And, but it was one entrance to the club. So if you got through the ropes and you're in the club, then you're in the main room, yeah. right? And then you have to go through another entrance to get into right. my room, right. right? What happened? In that seven month time, everyone was in the small room. Everyone to the point where the room would be packed like in the first 45 minutes. And outside, that whole other part of the club was just people standing around waiting to get into that Shut room up. to the point where it only made sense to switch. Of course. Right? So, what he did was, but he didn't want to like succumb to, wow, this guy ended up He's being the man like, and bringing everyone in. And he was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'll pay you like 250 Oh, my. But just come in the main room and do like a 30-minute set during the other guy's stuff, right? So I was like, I was like, you know what? I said, you done messed up now. Not everyone's going to be, you're so never, gonna I'm never going to leave. I'm never going to leave. I said, you know what? Now it's not in my hands anymore. It's going to be the crowd. 
yeah. right? The, because I would go and do my 30-minute mm-hmm. set, and the place would go crazy, right? And everyone and would be in stop, that room. And, I, and then they would stop. And then they move. Well, no, no, no. I wouldn't even, they closed that room. Oh, wow. They closed the side room because it didn't make sense. It was like a, a hazard at that point in time wow. because the only way somebody would get in is somebody to go out and go to the bathroom. Sure. And then they're pissed off because they went to the bathroom quick, and then they can't get back in. So it was like a, it was like a big problem over there. So they wow. closed it, right? And I would do my little 30-minute set. People would go crazy because the, the whole music was changing at the time, right? Uh-huh. And the other guy would go back on and people would be like, oh, right? <laughs> they're not by they're Not just, that he was, the, not the other guy was bad, but just the taste in the music time, was changing. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so, <laughs> and I, and I said, and I wouldn't leave, I would just sit inside and be like, what? how you like me now? Look, I was just giving that look, you know what I mean? And, um, and how much finally, was the other guy getting paid? Oh, the other guy's probably making like, like 1500. Oh man. He's making like 1500 a night. And I remember, um, they did it for like two or three weeks. They tried that, right? And then, like by like the fourth week, he he came up to me and he's like, you know, I'm, I'm next week. I'm just gonna like try something, <laughs> <laughs> and just like see if like, this works. Probably just have you play this room. But he tried like kind of sneak it by, no, like, like I'm gonna just do your favorite. And I was like, nah. I got some other gig. I was like, you know what? And this time, you know, other people are already calling. Right, of course. Right. And I was like, nah. But you know what, though. I was extremely appreciative that he gave me a shot. And he's still one of my my best friends today, yeah, right? Yeah. And but as a businessman, right? Yeah. And as someone that need to establish, you know, a certain brand, a certain level, you know, I had to play some hardball. This is the time yeah. to play it. And he right? messed up. He messed up, right? He, you know, he, he should have tried to find a win win. Say, exactly. listen, you've been killing it. Like I appreciate exactly. you. Exactly. I had Everyone's I had here to. because of you. Right. So what we want to do is we want to give you the big room and we're going to pay you quadruple. And you know what? I would have totally just worked. I, whatever you would have done at that, at that yeah. point, I'd have been cool with. Yeah. You know? Just acknowledge it. Yeah. And be like, let's make but a win win. It was like, 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 Pulling nails, you know what I mean, for him to succumb to. Wow, you know this is the right thing to do. And he's probably a thirty or forty year old, and you're twenty. He was, yeah. As a matter of fact, he was thirty two. So he doesn't want to lose his e- his ego. Right. Like, and the uh, music at that time was like it was still like his taste, and and I'm playing the stuff that people want to hear. Next younger generation wanted to hear, you know. And um, so he was just like, well, you know, and I was like, <laughs> no, nah, we're not going to try that. Wow. I said, you know what, this has been fun, but. This is not really what I want to do. I'm going to look at some other opportunities. He's like, what, what do you mean? He's like, you, you got to work with us. Like, you started with us. You know what wow. I mean? So you have the whole, like, I own you kind of syndrome. Oh, and I was like, I was like, reality check. <laughs> I haven't been making squat for seven yeah, months. Yeah. I said, it's a reality check. I said, listen, man, this is, this is, you know, I earned, I earned my, my, my spot here, you yeah, know, by paying for, and, um, for free. And, and you know what? Uh, he called me the next day. And he apologized. Wow, that's nice. And he was just like, you know what? This is just a transition that I wasn't really like anticipating, whatever. And um, he ended up paying me like twenty five hundred dollars or something like that. And up front, and just um, like and a- re- rebranding the party like wow. around me. Wow. And it was we had like the sickest run ever, man. Wow. You know, I, for a time I was I, I, said, I even said, you know what? This is my guy. Like. I put it out there that this is why I work. Because everybody wanted to do different things. And I wow. said, you know what? This is this is why I work. This is my guy. He, he made it right. Yeah, you know? yeah. He made it right. And I was just like, you know what? And at the end of the day, even though you did it for various reasons, you gave me that opportunity. Yeah. You know? Wow. Um, and we're still like great friends today. But you know what? Like I said, no one, I mean, people might, might look at me today and they'll see me doing a festival, doing, you know, GMA or whatever. And no one would ever think that, well, my first opportunity, real opportunity to DJ somewhere I wanted to DJ, I was paying 50 bucks, wow. <laughs> you know, and working all night, you know. Yeah, but you saw the vision um, of like, okay, this is I the knew, hottest yeah. strip to work on in the country. One I of. knew, yeah. 
I knew I knew what it could be. Yeah. And And listen, after that, it wasn't long before people were coming up to me at the end of the night and saying, Hey, I have a club in Hamburg, Germany. You know, I have a club in Rio, Brazil. People from all over the world come. Everybody comes to Miami. Like, dang, this kid is hot. Yeah, you know what I mean? And now I'm like, because one of the things I was like, you know what? I remember when I started doing clubs, I was like, what if one day (laughs) what if one day I can actually like take my music and go like on a plane or maybe a bus or something, I don't know, but go somewhere else than Miami and play music and kind of perform. (laughs) That'd be so cool. Uh, (laughs) Right? right, right. Yeah. And I was on a plane going to Germany doing like a six city tour. You know what I mean? And I was like, what is happening right now? You know, like you guys, I want to go there and play music, you know? (laughs) (laughs) I was like, all right, they can do this, you know? And that was, that was, Wow, that blew my mind, man. And now you go all over the world. Every week you're flying back and forth from another country, it seems like. Yeah, I get get around quite a bit, you know, but it's just, but it all stays in perspective, you know, when you have, you know, a a start like that, you know, it's it's never far from from Mm. your mind, you know. What's the dream now? It seems like you've, you know, the dream then was to just get a gig and like say that you could do some stuff. You know what? Okay, here's what's, what's, what's kind of been crazy about my career, right? If I... You've been doing this about point. 15 years now, right? It's about oh, 15, man. 17 years of like DJing. Yeah, at least. Yeah. At least. You know what I mean? And all these different things have happened, you know, I mean, from the Miami Heat situation, yeah. you know, I mean, well, you radio. Still, you're still doing the Miami Heat? Is that yeah, the- I'm going on my, I'm going on my uh, 15th season. And that kind of happened. 15th season? Yeah. My, listen, my very, uh, my very first year DJing on the beach is when they called me. Wow. And I was like. What do you mean, official DJ for the team? Like, <laughs> so you show up at every home game? So yeah, so we. Wow. I mean, it's crazy because it's like you know we're 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 part of the the fabric of the entertainment. Wow. You know what you I mean? Are, like, I have my own. I mean, it's 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 really. I mean, I'm you know I'm sure you know some of you listening have, have been to a game. If not, please come because sure. it's very entertaining. You know, <laughs> I'm sure it is. And yeah, we're very friendly down there. It's all good. <laughs> um, but it really isn't. It really is an experience. You know. Mm. But I mean, from from that end. To, have three championship rings yeah. like I, I can i can barely dribble a basketball man i have no <laughs> i just played the athletic I'm a big skills. Basketball fan. really yeah, yeah. you're better than me just so you know <laughs> right we've never played but you're a lot better than me are you sad that uh i'm from ohio oh are you else you're happy i'm very <laughs> you're happy i'm sad great all right cool but i was well, sad cool, for the man. last three years <laughs> this guy, yeah, or four years you know what man the whole the whole uh you know lebron situation i mean i mean do we wish that he stayed in miami absolutely of course yeah, yeah, i mean yeah. hey we, we like Four straight trips to the NBA Finals, that's, yielding two championships, like yeah. that's amazing. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think, um, I, personally, I, I think that 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 chapter kind of ended prematurely. Mm. I think they had a lot more greatness sure, to sure. achieve. You know, sure. But you know, at the end of the day, you know, everyone's got to make a decision. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, so uh, why do you continue to? You know, obviously now since LeBron's gone, why do you continue to come back? I must call. <laughs> you know what? I must call. And you know what? I feel like now, and, and don't get me wrong. It's a huge commitment. Seems to do every it. home game, right? It's. I mean, there's probably a few games because obviously like Super Bowl and right, you know right. Sundance, you know, all these places that have to yeah, be. Yeah, And they're extremely supportive and they work with me. You know what I mean? Sure. But it's still a huge, huge commitment because you could get a big and, paying gig somewhere yes, else. It's like a hundred grand. This is true. Where you're like, uh, you know, <laughs> and I'm not making a hundred grand yeah. at the gigs. Yeah, all right? yeah, I can imagine. Don't get me wrong. For the situation and what it is, they do their best to take care of, of me. Of course, no question about it. You know what I mean? In, in various ways. You know, what yeah. I mean, there are just a a just top of the top organization sure you know 
Um, I, I love them for who they are and I love yeah. them for the opportunity that, they, that they've given me. Yeah. You know, and they have given and you, me a huge you get exposure from being there. Oh, man, yeah, yeah. 100%. You know, I mean, listen, just the fact that I can wear three championship rings. You got rings too? I have three what? rings, man. That's you got a rings? DJ Irie you on should have brought them. No, they don't leave Miami, man. Uh, <laughs> I'm not. Uh, I guess, you know, if, uh, if you're entertaining them. You're there like, are some dishonest people in this world, <laughs> <laughs> believe it or not. That's true. That's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I have three championship rings. Wow. You know what I mean? And, Awesome. If that's not family, what is? You know what that's I mean. So, cool. but yeah, I'm 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 what you call them. I'm I'm a I'm a heat lifer. That's that's our mm. term for it. You know what I mean. And it's not about you know this player or that player. Yeah, yeah. It's about it's about this Community organization, this team. team. Yeah, you know what I mean. And and it, and it runs really really deep for me. It really does. That's you know. Cool. So you're gonna keep um, coming back for as long as you can. So huh? yeah, but I mean, obviously, you know, in, in life, there's there there transitions. Always. You know what I mean. And and and, and there's different chapters. You know. Um, so I, you know, to say I'm going to be there the rest of my life and definitely is, 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 is probably a far, sure, <laughs> far tale. Sure. but I do make a, a, a very large concerted effort, you know what I mean? To yeah. be there as much as I can. Yeah. I think especially this particular year and this season coming up, it's important, Yeah, you know, to They're be there, need you. you know, I mean, <laughs> I need hey, some entertainment. We're uh, <laughs> <laughs> all those losses. Listen, with, with, there's been some changes, but there's also um, mm. a lot that's still in place. Of course. At least I can be counted as something that's still in place. That's great. You know? Nice. Very nice. So that's important to me. Interesting. So, and you know, what's the dream moving forward then? Because you've done a lot of great yeah. things. Yeah. Oh, so, so I was saying, so here's, here's yeah. the thing. So th- do I have... You know, dreams and aspirations in, in the next chapter. Absolutely. But you know, it's funny. A lot of people, you know, say like, what's, you know, what's the plan? What's the, you know, I made it a point to not plan. Mm. And here's, and here's why. And, and, and this is for me. Okay. And, and this might apply to, to other, uh, sure. particular careers, you know, and other, and other, you know, disciplines. But here's the thing with me, right? If I would have plotted a course for myself, Let's go back 10 years. If I'd applied a course for myself, right? That course probably could, you know, uh, incorporate a lot of different things. There's no way that course would have official DJ of the Miami Heat. There's no mm. way that course would have had uh, DJing on Good Morning America. There's no way that FIFA course would World have Cup. had doing the World Cup. There's no way it would have had all these amazing things that have happened, you know, in my life, sure. right? And it could have been a really cool course still, right? But I kind of feel like if I did set a course and destination for myself, I probably would have been setting myself up for something else and not those opportunities, right? So what I did was a little bit different, right? What I did was I kind of started to self-assessment and I said, there's one thing, but there's a couple of things that are very consistent. And that is anything that I do and any performance that I do, I do it to the best of my ability. Right. Every performance, no matter where it is, from the skating rink to the World Cup. No matter what it is, right? If it's, if it's three people in a club or 5,000 people, I'm going to give them the best show possible. Mm. Right. And I'm going to stay consistent as possible. Right. I am going to take the best care of my, my clients and partners Mm. as possible. Right. And maintain the best relationship as possible. And I'm going to try to do all these things at a very, very high level. And what I understood was if you do these things consistently, at a high level, the right opportunities, the right people, mm-hmm. the right one will take notice of that, right? Because, you know, hard work never goes unrewarded, uh-huh. right? And if I'm working, get myself in the circles, right, of, of people and of, of opportunities that I want to be around, it's going to create that, that positive sure. and opportunities will present themselves, yeah. right? I, I truly believe that, right? right. So, I focused on keeping those things positive. And the next thing you know, every moment, next thing you know, 
I'm playing at the finals at the World Cup. Yeah. You know what I mean? I could never have set that as a goal. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? <laughs> How do you do that? <laughs> yeah. uh, give me the president of FIFA's number. <laughs> He's got to have me. You know? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> How do you do that? You know? But when you're consistently um, working hard and creating a great experience, people yeah, are going to come man. to you. It, yeah. You know what? Because it's, it's, it's attractive. Like, of who course. doesn't want to work with that? You know what I mean? Yeah. I want to work with that. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Like, when I have the opportunity to, you know, hire town to be around, yeah. that's what I look of for. Course, yeah. You know what I mean? And and there's so many people that um, I have some amazing people that kind of based in Miami that have amazing opportunities now and of themselves that mm. you know what I noticed them and I was able to put them in an opportunity that yeah. really changed their life. Of course, yeah. you know what I mean. Um, and a lot of times they tell me, hey, you know what? Like I I see how you do your thing and I see mm. you operate and like um um that's that that that's for me. Mm. You know what I mean? Who did you look up to that was this way? when you were kind of growing in the business that you're like, okay, I need to set the standard because that's what, you know, how did you know to do this, what you're doing now? Um, you know what? Not to sound, not to sound, um, narcissist or whatever, but, right, right. um, I, a, a lot of it was, was intrinsic. Yeah. I would probably say, and this is, this is true. I probably had more examples of what not to do. Sure. Than what to do. So you're like, I'm just not going to do those things. And yeah, it was more motivated because you know what, especially as a DJ, there, there was such, there, there was such, a negative connotation of being a DJ in the corporate world, mm. right? Like back, I mean, it's it's definitely changed quite a bit now. Yeah, yeah. But um, at that time, if you went to a, a CEO of a major, you know, brand or whatever, and, and, and probably or uh, VP of marketing, or whatever, and you say, "Hey, what's your opinion on a DJ?" They'd just be like, "Oh, just probably somebody that you know drinks all night and sleeps all night, you know, right. and sleeps all day." Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Hooks up with women, and, and yeah. Definitely not the most responsible, you know, hardworking person in the world. You know what I mean? Right. And uh, it takes you a lot of teachers aren't like that, yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> I know a lot of them, yeah. right? And you know, those are kind of examples that I said you know, that's, that's 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 not yeah. what I want to do. You want to build you know? a brand and a business, exactly. And that's and so you know what? So my examples really came from not so much you know other DJs. I mean, musically, I was inspired by the DJs, mm -hmm. right? But in terms of thinking as a brand and as a business, um, you know, I looked. You know, to to entrepreneurs, you yeah, know, and I looked up to other other mm. other uh, business luminaries. Who were some and, and, and CEOs? If you have any that stood out, um, this man, you have, people might, you guys might think I'm totally weird. My um, audience won't think that. Don't worry. All right, uh, Jamie Dimon. Okay, I think he's absolutely amazing. You know, Scott McNeely, Larry Ellison. Uh huh. Wow. Who else? Um, Wayne Heisinger. Um, so many. You know, yeah. you know, guys, really like you know. Uh, trailblazers, yeah, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. and, and there's so many more, you know? Sure. Um, you know, I mean, I was, I was, if you kept me on a plane, I was reading Fortune and Forbes, mm, <laughs> you nice. know what I mean? <laughs> like yeah, all the time, great. you know what I mean? Uh, entrepreneur or whatever, yeah. you know what I mean? And it didn't take long uh, for me to really change my trajectory. And say, we're going to get you on entrepreneur.com, just FYI. Oh, I'm down. This, no problem. This gets syndicated on entrepreneur. Are you serious? Yeah. So this episode will be out there. Big shouts off entrepreneurs. <laughs> 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 Um, you know, it didn't take long for me to really kind of change my trajectory and, and, and reassess, um, what I was doing from a business perspective. Mm. Right. And, and it was a, a drastic change mm. because one of the first things I did at, at, at this particular time in my life, I was doing what's called residencies. Right. Yes. But home residency. So I was playing at club A every Monday, club B every Tuesday, oh, club wow. C every, and, and then you pay a flat rate every time. Yeah. So it was great because 
I can go and, 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 and financially plan and say, okay, I'm going to do X amount of revenue yeah. for the you month. You knew. Yeah, yeah. You knew, you know, because I'm going to work this many days, whatever. And so that part was great. It brought you a certain level of comfort, sure. right? But that's not how you how you build a brand, especially mm. in, in entertainment, because yeah. there's nothing really special about that. Because especially for the folks in in, in Miami, hey, if they didn't catch you, we go today, next week. Oh, we'll go tomorrow. Oh, whatever, you know. Yeah. We'll, we'll these around. <laughs> you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? It's not it's not an event. It's just something that's kind of happening, mm-hmm. right? And um, the first thing I said is, you know what? Anytime I I perform, it needs to be an event. You know, it needs to be something that people are going to put on their calendar and they're going to show know, make up a point. You know what I mean? To, they're going to miss out. Be a part of it. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? FOMO, major FOMO. <laughs> so <laughs> right? I started calling all the promoters and club and say, Hey, listen, nothing, no disrespect, nothing is you personally, whatever, but I'm not going to do this anymore. Wow. You know? And, um, I got tons of backlash, you know, but it was one of the toughest and the, one of the best decisions I ever made. You know? Sure. Um, because Did you start seeing certain... other people doing that as well, like some of the bigger names who were well, out not of, doing well, not in Miami. No one else. Right, was right. I was probably one of the first ones to really take that dive. But in the in world, but in the world, I would see other guys that, that are building brands, and you were like, and oh, doing, yeah. that's how they do it. Exactly. You know, they're doing you're, a show. You're reverse engineering and, their success. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. You know what I mean? I was like, you know what? I need to be doing a show once a month in New York, or once a month in in Vegas, Vegas right. different places. You know what I mean? And really spreading spreading the brand. Interesting. You know? And uh, so that was the first thing I did. You can't do that if you're stuck, you know, in one one place no. all the time, you know. Wow, interesting. So that was when the was very this? First thing. This was probably like 2000, maybe 2005. Okay, wow, almost know, ten like, years ago. Yeah, like yeah. like yeah, like like four or five. You know, that was the first major move. You know, interesting. And then other things started, you know, falling in place. And you know, it's as a, as a talent, it's commonplace for a talent to have an agent. And a manager. Man, so it's yeah, just, yeah. Something just a manager. Yeah, yeah. But a lot of times, if you're, if you're at that level, you have an agent and a yeah. manager, right? Mm-hmm. And your agent, manager's managing your day to day. Yeah. Your agent's your agent's shopping doing, you. Exactly. And, and yeah, yeah. booking you. Promoting and getting, you. Yeah, getting, yeah. yeah. So I had an agent, right? And, and my agent's job was to book, uh, my, my club appearances, my shows, uh-huh. right? But then there's this whole other part, you know, the whole, um, managerial side of things. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I can't have a manager. And I'm also not going to be quote unquote self managed, right? That's that's a whole other part. <laughs> anyway, but I said, I, I, I was like, you know, what structure? What is the right structure, right? And it it, it really hit me because of all these other guys I was looking up to, and and how things happen in corporate America, right? And I was like, a corporate structure, right? Because mm. um, at this time, this is when we first started doing some of our brand partnerships. Yeah, yeah, right. So. Like our legacy brand is a company called Premier Beverage. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're a distributor. Um, they operate in a bunch of different states, but they're huge in Florida. Like their portfolio sure. includes, you know, Red Bull, uh, all the Bacardi, um, yeah. brands, um, all the, um, Brown Foreman brands, et cetera, et cetera. You know, huge, right? So they were the first ones to actually do a formal brand ambassadorship. You know, and what does us. that mean? That type of partnership? So that part, basically what we do is not only do I personally, you know, endorse their portfolio uh-huh. and, and their products, but it goes beyond that. And we find, um, unique opportunities, uh, for partnership and exposure, you know, sure. for their brands. You sure. know, perfect example. At your events, they would put signage up. Yeah. So for instance, you know. if, uh, a lot of times we're the first, it's either the venue and the DJ, uh-huh. the first thing people try to secure, then everything else kind of comes together. Right. So for instance, so we know about the big events that are coming up because we'll be a part of it. Right. Yeah. yeah. And we have that connection with the promoter, right? Mm. So what we'll do for them? So let's activate is, this new brand or this yeah. new product. So we actually have a, have a thing that we do where we it's actually it's, they're called activations, yeah. right? And what we'll do is we'll say, hey, you know what? Instead of paying us our 
you know, $100,000 fee. You know what? We're going to do the show for 80 grand, right? But you're going to let us bring in our spirit partner and activate. And that partner could be Stoli or Goose, or whatever, uh-huh. right? And they're going to give and, away free samples and well, have people And by the way, them. if Goose would have approached them directly and said, hey, listen, we want to do an activation. It's 100 grand for them. It's 100 grand off the top. Off the right? top, yeah. Right off the top. So, so you can partner with them and say, hey, give us... Seventy grand us. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, we'll, so we already have our we have our yeah. we, we have a long term deal, right? It's great, and it's 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 amazing. You know what I mean? So now, so it's huge value, big you know, value on their the part. Brand. You know what I mean? Um, and there's a bunch of other things that 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 yeah. we do, but the, the, one of the biggest things is is access. You know yeah, what I mean? Of course. So so that's and and there's I mean today I mean we have probably about fourteen uh, different wow, partnerships. That's awesome. But but we work with probably about 40 brands in different capacities. Amazing. Right? Some of the things don't even involve me at all. That's great. It's just some of the <laughs> services we provide. But now going back to that structure, right? When I fully realized the potential of that particular partnership, uh-huh. right? I was like, you know what? They can't speak to a manager, but they should be speaking to the vice president of business development, right? For that your have, brand. For, for our array of services yeah. because the dj Irie, because, because dj Irie is just a cog in this system yes. it's 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 bigger than dj Irie, yes right dj Irie definitely brings lots of time because he has access here mm-hmm. or there and he has these different resources but credibility this particular this, yeah. team carries an amazing uh, set of skills yes right and we're able to communicate those skills because we're not talking to a manager. Right. You're not talking to a manager. The manager's like, oh, yeah. No, the manager's job is to talk about their artist. Yeah. Right? You're and so about- if my man, if I had a manager having that conversation, the manager would say, and no respect to managers. Managers sure. are great. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but just my particular vision was a different yeah. vision. You know, a manager would, would say, hey, let's lock in Ari for 10 shows and he'll do five appearances and he'll make you a mix. Sweet. All right, good. <laughs> right, Dublin, right. right? <laughs> well, okay, you know what? We can do that any day of the week, right? Sure. There's a lot of other needs as a, as a company that this company has that we can actually fulfill, right? right? But it takes a different person to have that conversation. So yeah. now my our, our vice president of business development, they have a conversation about the entire entree of mm. services, right? Give you a perfect example. Cadillac is one of our, one of our partners, yeah. right? They're great. I've got a Cadillac. We, do you really? 1991 Cadillac Eldorado. Uh, uh, look, look at you. Eldorado uh, Burritos. Yeah. Oh. They only, they only made 16,000 of them. Are you serious? And it's got 50,000 miles on it from 1991. You're not riding dirty though, are you? No, no. Make it so, make it so, make it so. No, yeah. No, nah, that's, that's great, dope, man. Great seat. I, I do the big seats, man, because I'm a big guy. There you go, I had a man. Prius when I moved to LA, and it was oh, so small. Oh, that up, man. I was like, I need to relax. You went from one spectrum to the other, man. Good Lord. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome, man. Yeah. But you know, with Cadillac, they were doing. Uh, they had the unveiling the, of the new uh, the new Escalade, the 2015 uh-huh. Escalade. Yeah. So this is going back last um, last October, November, right? Sure. They wanted to do the event early December, and they wanted to book me to host the event. Right. That, that was their intention of picking up the phone. Right. 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 And you were like, "Wait a minute." Well, <laughs> well, once I, I understood, <laughs> once I understood what the nature of the event was, uh-huh. and the fact that. That was one of the first phone calls that they made. They they knew that the event was going to happen, and they're just starting to you know get together. I immediately had them speak to our vice president of business development. Right, mm-hmm. um, her name is Lacey. She's an just amazing, amazing talent. Sure. She just gets it. And by the end of the phone call, we had secured the contract to produce the entire event. Wow! So it's much more than you just showing up and playing and getting a fee. 
It's As the entire fact, event with, have, with brands and well, sponsors. Well, and, you know, so, so give, you, give you the big picture now because synergy is a big thing for us, sure. right? So one of the interests that we have business is actually an exotic car rental company. Uh-huh. And we did things a little bit differently that we actually have a showroom yeah. um, for, for the fleet. And it's not your average showroom. We have like artwork, yeah. you know what I mean? And it's, 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 it's a very, it's very, nice. very attractive place, yeah. but it's great for events. As sure. Well, oh, so right? you have it there. So we had it there. So you're also promoting your stuff. Yeah. So oh we had it gosh. there, right? We had it there. <laughs> Guess who provided the cocktails? Your Premier, brand. Premier Beverage, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? And at yeah, the time yeah. we had a partnership with, uh, wow. with Heineken as well. We so you're getting paid from Heineken. Well, you know what? It was, it, 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 it's, it's the synergy. Of course. Right? So first yeah. and foremost, you, we, we bring in our partners, right? Um, and we really try and make it an all encompassing type yeah. of experience, right? Yeah. Um, it's a different, totally different experience when working with your partners because you know you have a rapport with them mm-hmm. right so mm-hmm. you're getting things done really quick and, right. and really great you know and uh the event just was it was it was amazing it was absolutely amazing i, I still hosted <laughs> right yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i still hosted the event <laughs> um but now we were able we got that credential as hey we produced this huge unveiling you wow. know what i mean for 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 cadillac but that never would would have been an opportunity sure. if they would have spoke to my manager and my manager said okay hey well listen yeah, well, I will do it this time, but can we do the one for the next car too? Like, oh, hey, like, oh, big win. We're hosting twice. You know what I mean? So, I mean, but listen, some people, that's, that, that's their thing. But I just, sure. my thing is, I just kind of see a much bigger, you know, opportunity. Yeah. And we have those skill sets because we're, it's been around for so long. I, I know the right people. Yeah. You know what I mean? We have all the resources. Why shouldn't we be, you know what I mean? Retain that business. Of course. And we know we can execute at a very high level. You know what I mean? Right. Why wouldn't we? You yeah. know what I mean? Um, so that's really the, the, the approach that we take. And, and today we're doing, I mean, all kinds of things for, for our partners. Mm. You know what I mean? You know, from, Digital marketing, you know what I mean, yeah. to like event production, you know, you name it, you know, yeah, yeah. and it's because I changed the trajectory and I changed mm. that, that that vision, you know. Right. I mean, what good is it to have an amazing relationship, you know, with the VP of marketing or with or the CEO of, of an amazing company, and they, and they want to do things with you, right? And you're just going to limit it to just this one little, you know, niche, you know what I mean? Sure. Um, when you can really kind of you know, spread your wings and bring in people with different talents, of you know course. what I mean, skill sets, and be more of an asset to them. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And that's, that's awesome. Uh, that, that's, what, that's what we that's did. That's so cool. I could, I have so many other more questions I want to ask you. And there's so, <laughs> many, there's so many things I want to ask you after this about business and just, you know, what you're up to, because I think it's fascinating what you've created. Whatever you want, man. So hopefully we can connect more. Maybe, uh, um, you know, I'll come to some shows if I'm in Miami mm. or Vegas. Where's your Where's your residency in Vegas again? Um, it's at Dre's. Dre's, okay. So it just opened in um, opened Labor Day weekend. Okay. Uh, it's past. Yeah. No, no Memorial weekend. Okay. It is the most beautiful nightclub. Really. In the world, and it's a sick. The most beautiful nightclub in the world. If you haven't been there, go online, look up Dre's nightclub wow. and beach club. Okay. It's at the Cromwell. It's right. It's on the, the strip, like right across from Bellagio and Caesars. Okay. Sweet. Like five thousand person capacity. Wow! Absolutely. Is, when do you? When do you? Um, I perform? play the club, the nightclub on Thursdays. Uh-huh. So twice a month on Thursdays. Okay. And then um, during pool season, which it's pool season's ending now. Now, <laughs> <laughs> but next pool season, um, we'll also be playing the pool. Wow! Doing the pool parties there. Is that Saturdays the or? And that's uh, Friday afternoons. Friday afternoons. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. So Thursday every. So you can just go to your website and find yeah, out when so you're. Yeah. So DJRE. I'll, 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 I'll DJRE.com. Dot com, you know, yeah. or, or on our Facebook or and, whatever um, it's all there. So I've got 
two more questions for the show, and then hopefully we can connect some other time. No worries. Um, but it, you know, this is I could talk to you for like hours because this stuff is fascinating to me. Man, yeah, you were really easy to talk to. Man. No wonder <laughs> you you do this, man. Man, good lord. This is like, I was like, and then when I was five, <laughs> my mama said, <laughs> yeah. "Well, there's so many more questions that I'm fascinated." You know, my brother, my brother Christian, he's the number one jazz violinist in the world. What? He played with Les Paul for 10 years in New York City. Goodness. He's played all over the world. You know, he goes on tour 200 days a year. in the family, man. I, all I, could, I learned how to play guitar because I felt so ignorant that I couldn't play an <laughs> instrument. So when I was 18, I picked up the car. I was like, I'm learning some Bob Marley. Well, the turntable's you know? <laughs> an instrument. I play that. <laughs> right? <clears throat> so it's just, I'm, I'm fascinated by music. I really appreciate the art, the creativity. Oh, yeah. You know, even though you're not a let's say musician, you're really creative. No, how, absolutely. The whole process of it. It's the whole thing is like absolutely. art. Absolutely. It really show. is. It and really it's is. It's not easy. So I can really appreciate hundred percent captivating an audience, keeping them engaged, understanding the energy of the room and knowing how to turn it up. It's what a lot of moving to parts, say, man. Yeah. What to, you know, put on the music, the, the lights, timing, like, everything. Yeah. It's, 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 it's all it. an in sync, you know, performance. You yeah. know what I mean? And, and, and it's really got to come natural. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. And this is got to exude from you. Years and years of, hours and dedication of you and learning and More practicing. Than a little bit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I definitely appreciate that. I want two final questions. Mm-hmm. One is what are you most grateful for recently? Um I'm grateful for so so much. But recently, uh, and if you think that maybe something else, <laughs> you go, but for me, I was able to have a dream kind of materialize uh recently. Mm. I, I started my own foundation uh oh, yeah. two years ago. What is that? Uh, it's called the Irie Foundation. Okay. Um our focus is at risk youth, like the middle school level. Right. Um and we're we're starting in our hometown in South Florida and kind of, you know, working on there first and kind of spreading our, our outreach, you know, sure. from there. And I wanted to build a uh music and uh literacy facility, right? Huh. I spend a lot of time in different different schools, like literally, like with the kids, and yeah. speaking to the kids. Do a lot with Teach for America, and I've been teacher for a day so many times, and I, I I get to you know speak to them firsthand and and, and hear about you know their dreams and aspirations sure. and things that you know they wish they had access to but they don't you know, and really after school is a, is a major issue because you know a lot of the kids, especially in the, in the inner cities, they don't have many options, yeah. right? And even though they they, they want to do well, right, and they want to. Uh, continue learning and 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 be able to go into higher education, all those different things. The second they're out of school, it's survival mode, mm. you know, because you know they're in the streets, or when they go home, it, they're it's a it's a broken family. So there's only yeah. you know one parent, and that parent is the sole you know breadwinner. So they're working three or four jobs, so they're not even home till you know late at night. <laughs> you know sure, what I mean? So these sure. children are fending for themselves, you know. Um, so they they really need more programs that kind of provide a not only a mm-hmm. safe haven, but somewhere that's that that they can be productive, be creative, you know what and I mean? expressive. Exactly, yeah. you know. And music is, I mean, great. You see how the music is driving the youth, of you know what I You know what I mean? So. You know, they want to be able to, yeah. you know, express themselves, you know, or at least have the opportunity to, to, to kind of give it a shot, you know? Sure. And, um, so you and built we did a facility? It. Yeah. We partnered wow. with, the, we partnered with an organization called Motivational Edge. And, um, we came up with our, our game plan and we worked hard and we raised the funding and, wow. and we got it done. And it opened, uh, last week. What? <laughs> no way. Congrats, yeah, man. man. It's called the Ari Foundation Alapata Music and Literacy Center. That's awesome. Well, where is it and, in um, Miami? It's an area called Alapata. 
How so it's like, like north, like northwest thirty third street. So it's it's all it's, I know it's is South Beach. So how far from there? So how far from there? It's about it's about twenty minutes from South Beach. Okay, cool. Kind of over the bridge, <laughs> you know what I mean? And I, I implore people to really, really explore because Miami is so much more. I mean, South Beach is, is awesome. I'm not a fan of Miami because so that's the only more. place I've been, and it's yeah. not like. No, there's so much more to Miami. There's so much culture, you know, a little Haiti, a little Havana. Yeah, I got to check it out next time. There's, there's so much there, you know what I mean? So yeah. explore it all, you yeah. know? Okay, cool. But, um, awesome. That's what, but um, do you think of something else? <laughs> no, that's yeah, that's that was, pretty, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. pretty there's awesome. There's all kinds right of great things that's, that's gone on in my life, of you know? Of no. um, The reason I ask you that question mm-hmm. openly is because, like, I'm not saying what are you most grateful for in your business. It's like, what are yeah. you most grateful for? No, yeah, in my, in, yeah. In my, in my, in my life, that's, that, that's, that's really, it. And that's... It's it's such a, it's a dream come true, yeah, man. You know, cool. I, I literally you know sat down and said, "Man, we actually had a place." You know, and they Amazing. come and it's there. Amazing. And there's equipment you can go Do you have in pictures there. Pictures online. Make, yeah, absolutely. We'll post so, uh, them. We'll post them on the show notes on the okay. The podcast. Great, great, great. Yeah, it's uh. Everything, so it's it's uh, ariefoundation.org okay. as a website. It's uh, Ari Foundation on Facebook, Ari Foundation, uh, FB.com, backslash Ari Foundation, Sweet. Instagram, Ari Foundation, all we'll, that good stuff. We'll link everything Check it out. We'll yeah. link it all up for That'd sure. That'd be great. That'd be great. Um, and final question. Before I ask you the final question, I wanted to acknowledge you for <laughs> the amazing energy that you have and the positive, <laughs> the positive force that you are in the world. Uh, I appreciate and, that, man. You know, everything I've mm. from the moment I saw you at Summit Series to the videos and, you know, the, ex- the, the exchanges <laughs> with Ben. Yeah, man. About what you're up to. For you're sure. just up to so many amazing, inspiring, positive things. That's very cool, And t- it doesn't matter what profession anyone's in, but that you're in the space where a lot of negative things could happen later yeah, at night. Yeah, man. Uh, oh, yeah. And I, I see it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I just want to uh, really acknowledge it. you for the gift that you are in the world. Appreciate and the, that, the smiles. Thanks, and the, the joy you bring to everyone. Thanks, so thanks, thanks. for I will for share that, that same sentiment with you, man. I appreciate man. it, man. Seriously, yeah, man. Yeah, I appreciate it. You're really, really doing your thing, man. And Thank you. You are you are blessed with a certain personality mm. and a certain energy mm. that really just kind of brings that out of other other mm. folks. You mm. know what I mean? I felt a certain sense of just discomfort just kind of sitting here and hanging with you, man. I was like, I get it. I was like, <laughs> like Lewis is that guy. He's, he's that guy. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah, thank I you. I get it, man. I get it. I get it. I see what you mean, Ben. I see what you mean, man. <laughs> well, thank you for that. Uh, the final question, uh, it's what I ask all my guests at the end, is what's your definition of greatness? Ooh. Ooh. Truthfully, I would say... I mean, greatness could be so many different uh, shapes, forms, sizes, you know. But really, and this is something that 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 I apply to myself, you know, it's greatness is 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 living the life you want to live. Okay, this applies on so many different levels, right? The one thing that bothers me most is to see individuals in situations that they don't want to be in that's causing them strife, that's causing them misery. And what they're not understanding getting is that the person that has the power to change that is in the mirror. Mm-hmm. It's you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so many individuals do make that choice and say, hey, you know what? Yeah. I'm going to live the life that I want to live. I'm going to you know, do the things that make me happy, right? And that's going to lead to greatness because if you're doing something that you're passionate about and you're doing something that makes you happy, you want to do it. 
you want to do it at a high level, right? Matter of fact, if you don't do it at a high level, you won't be happy. Right. You see what I mean? Yeah. And that's what leads to greatness. Have you ever seen anybody be absolutely great at something that they hate? <laughs> and then they're miserable at? Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know. Maybe it exists, but I, I haven't seen it recently. You know sure. what I mean? Um, but th- th- that is greatness. Mm. You know what I mean? And it's, 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 it's a decision. You know, a lot of people just feel like whatever, you know, they're, that's what life dished up. So that's what it's got to be. It doesn't have to be that. You know, what's got to be is what you say it's got to be. You see what I mean? Because anybody, if you take two people and you juxtapose them and you have one person that is living the life that's making them happy and they're experiencing greatness on whatever level, because it's not about money or social status, whatever. It's just about, hey, this is what I want to do. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Period. That's it, whatever level it is. And you juxtapose that person with the person that is doing something that they just hate doing and their life is just all kinds of terrible stuff is going on. The only difference between them is not aptitude. It's not mm. that one's smarter than the other and one has, you know, it's that one wanted mm. this for themselves and the other doesn't believe, right? Wow. They don't believe that they can create that. For themselves mm. and they don't take those steps and they don't take that ownership of their lives and say hey i am going to create this and i'm not going to stop until i get there mm. you know what i mean sure. but that and no matter if it's a long journey or a short journey that window is the greatness mm. you know what i'm saying i love it that's that window of greatness because you've now taken control of your life. You've now taken control of your destiny and you are going to create something that makes you happy. You're, you're creating your own bliss. If that's not greatness, I don't know what is. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. And it doesn't matter how, how, you know, socially impactful it is because it's not about anybody else but you. Sure. But you. If, if, if you want to work at that ice cream parlor, because you know what? You just love being around ice cream. That is your thing, mm. you know? And you're selling shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Going through what it takes to make that decision to get to that ice cream parlor is greatness. Yeah. Because now you've gone from being not so happy to being happy. You're around ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you're around ice cream. It's not about anybody else. You've changed your life. And the fact that you've changed your life and now you're a happier person, guess what? Other people around mm. you will be happier. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you can be a more positive influence because that happiness is contagious, man. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, how'd you get so happy? Man, I some ice cream. What? <laughs> you, know what I mean? <laughs> you know? I mean, sure. it's cool, man. But I yeah, man, it. just, you know, taking, 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 event, taking charge of your life, man, doing what you yeah. want to do. I love it. Thank you for the definition. <laughs> DJ Iree, you are the man. I appreciate you coming on. Hopefully, uh, we'll have you back sometime when you got another big uh, Dude, absolutely, event or something man. you want to promote. We'll bring you back on and uh, celebrate in, your life and I'm what you're creating. <laughs> Hey man, I'm just I'm just happy to be here, yeah, man. man. This is this this has been a blessing, man. Great conversation, Great. man. I Thank you, brother. It. Appreciate right. it, man. Thanks, There you have it, guys. I hope you enjoyed this awesome interview with DJ Iree. And again, make sure to follow him online everywhere. Uh, check him out if you get a chance in Vegas some night to see him at his uh, residency there. Or if you're in Miami, check him out at the Miami Heat game. And uh, you're going to get all the show notes to where to find him over at lewishouse.com slash 99. lewishouse.com slash 99. If you enjoyed this interview, if, you, if what DJ Iree said spoke to you, 
or you connected with him in any way, then please share this online over on Twitter, on Facebook with your friends and let people know about this inspiring interview. I feel like everyone could benefit from hearing his story and his message. So please share this online. Again, lewishouse.com slash 99 for all the show notes. I'm so appreciative. We are one episode away from 100 very pumped about this milestone if you guys have not listened to uh, a couple of previous episodes krista tippett from on being was it an extraordinary interview that we have i'm getting so much great feedback from this online people are just in shock of the uh the answers in the interview that she gave and then um you know we've had some incredible guests before make sure to check those out we've also got some awesome guests coming up so stay tuned i'm so pumped for you guys we're almost at 100 and uh we've got 100 more in the next round so thank you guys so much for all you do to support the school of greatness podcast please leave us a review over on itunes if you have yet to leave one and you know what time it is it's time to go out there and do something great BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the Internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. (laughs) 